Hello and welcome to Scared of Life. I'm back. <laughs> I know I took a very long break. Um but uh there's a reason I've been to a rehabilitation facility the past six weeks. Um not rehab as such, it's for people who suffer from all kinds of illnesses. Uh some people had serious pains, pain trouble, uh, some had mental issues and I was there for my depression and panic disorder. Um so not rehab <laughs> but something uh something for the soul, you know, where they take care of you and look at your issues and try to help you. And um uh, yeah, we have corona so it was um yeah difficult in the beginning. Uh we had to all get tested and be in quarantine for a few days and then we got out and uh oh they didn't know what they were doing in the beginning. It was all chaotic. But uh we were the first people who got there uh after they were closed because of corona. So we were a really tight group and we were only 60 people in the beginning. Everybody knew everybody and it was a real like a family. It was so nice. And um that was a big part of it of my stay there being with people who are uh who I don't have to be ashamed of about, you know, my illness or people who don't have prejudice and uh who don't judge you, you know, you can just be yourself and talk about your stuff and listen to other people talk about their stuff and you you just feel understood and that was such a massive part of the success of that stay and it really was a success i have to say i um i learned a lot uh i will tell you about that later um about coping with uh, panic attacks and anxiety in in total like I said, I don't have anxiety as such. I ha I suffer from panic disorder. It's a little bit different. I don't have anxiety all the time. I just get very strong panic attacks. The tension is like, at the it's like ten out of ten. Uh, and um, but I don't. I'm not scared all the time. Uh, but I did actually avoid uh some things uh that I could have done that I would have liked to do, but that I was scared I would have a panic attack and I I didn't do them and I know lots of people have that problem and I met some people who suffer very severely from anxiety who really had trouble even coming there um taking the trip and uh coming to the group and doing anything outside of what their schedule said you know anything fun uh, that was so sad. I mean, I feel so. I felt so sorry for them. It's, uh, it's terrible. It's really terrible. How how can how can you live half a life? You know, it's it's so sad. But um, I learned that, and I knew that before. Everyone has anxiety. You know, some have it mildly, some have it severely. But everyone has anxiety. The thing is really to overcome it, to have this anxiety. And I felt that on my way back home, I was taking the train and I was so scared of going back home because I was feeling so good. I had so much confidence. I, I'd met some really nice people that I am still keeping in touch with. And 
I I uh, I did lots of exercise and I felt really good about my body. I changed my medication and that gave me a boost as well. Uh, made me a lot more active and feel better about myself. And I I, I was so used to uh, doing lots of stuff and and hanging out with lots of people that I liked, which all things I don't have at home. I I don't. I mean, I have friends, but I don't see them very much. They all have families and kids and all that, and I don't have a job at the moment, and um, I just don't, I'm not very, very uh, included in society as such, you know, <clears throat> so I was, I was scared that I would fall into a fucking depression again, into a deep hole when I'm back home, uh, so I was scared of going home, and I didn't want to get on the train, someone took me to the station, and I had anxiety the whole time. Uh, actual, actual anxiety. That wasn't a panic attack. That was the first time in, in years that I've actually had anxiety. And uh, I, I was scared that I would go psychotic or that I would uh, not, I would miss the connection train or uh, I had all kinds of thoughts. I was scared of the world. Because uh, in the facility, everything was so harmonious. Everyone was nice to everyone and people took care of you. And there was no, no but bad blood, uh, you know, uh, hardly, <laughs> hardly, I have to say. But um, I was scared that, you know, I'm back in the world and people will be rude or will try to hurt me or anything. Totally irrational because it never happened, you know. Of course, people were rude to me, but uh, nobody ever hurt me like that, you know. So uh, it's I, I but still, I was so scared and I I was so tense and I, I, I was feeling tingles going through my body and I was just uh, out of it, you know. So what I did was um, I said, I have to go home. There's no way I can't stay here. My room is already booked and. Uh, my programs has ended and I can't stay here, so I have to go home. And it's a four-hour trip, um, and I was like, "Okay, pull through. You got to do this." So I put music on, and I was. That's that's the thing with music. Uh, it always helps me kind of uh, take a load off and switch my thoughts off. Uh, and it took a while. It took about an hour. But I stayed in the situation, I stayed on the train, and I tried to distract myself, doing something I like, and it did work. I, it, I did actually uh, loosen up, and I relaxed then after a while. And I thought, oh, I could go on like this. I could travel like to Australia or wherever. I'm really in the mood for traveling. And uh, it did get better. So uh, that's one thing about anxiety. You, got to, you have to push yourself to do stuff and stay in the situation and once you stayed in it long enough you you have uh, positive experiences or a positive experience and you realize nothing happened and the more often you do that the more you realize it's not that bad I did that with uh, tr uh, with uh, the subway I was really scared of the subway because when I was a kid, I saw an accident. My neighbor, uh, also a kid, she she got hit by um, the subway. Um, and I I had my first panic attack in the subway. So 
uh, that was clear that's that's connected and when I had my first massive massive panic attack uh, at 28 I went to my doctor and I said I think I'm dying you know <laughs> and he said no no it's a panic attack um, and we talked about it and he said do you want medication or do you want to do something about it and I said I want to do something about it so I uh, went on the train I went I rode it for hours and hours every day and now I have no problem at all with uh, taking the train, N none at all. Um, so it's really exercise, you have to exercise, you have to push yourself, you have to exercise and just do it. And the panic, uh, not the panic, but the anxiety will go away. And that's something also I learned about the panic attacks. Um, it's a little different, it comes, it's a real... If you don't know it, it's um, it's really the the panic attack. The word itself kind of says it all. It's really like that. It's really an attack, and it's really really bad. So um, what I've learned in the group is um, a tapping technique, where you find spots on your body, uh, on your chest. There are two. There's there are a few on your hands and in your face, and you tap them. And when you do that, you tap each point for 20 seconds and you find the points that are good for you. She went through with us. Uh, she went through all the points with us and we tapped them and noticed, oh, this is a good point for me or this doesn't do anything for me. And now I have like three spots on my body that I know work. And when I feel like I have a panic attack coming, I do tap them for maybe 10 minutes and I do feel better. Uh, it does release the stress. Uh, there's a point on your chest uh, above your heart uh, where there's lots of nerves uh, running through. And that's the best point for me. And also um, on your, uh, well, what's it called? Uh, below your chin, uh, on uh, on below the, what's it called? <laughs> Shit. Uh, um, I don't know what it's called, but, uh, maybe, uh, you can look it up or, um, maybe not look it up because actually you need someone who is a trained professional who knows this technique to teach you. Uh, it's unsafe to just take it, you know, read about it on the internet and, and try to teach yourself. You, you gotta have someone who teaches you. That's, that's, uh, the best thing. So, um. When I use that technique, it does help. It doesn't make the panic attack go away when I have one. But before I have one, when I feel it coming, it does release. And uh, if I have a panic attack and I use that technique, my tension goes from, it's always 10, uh, 10 of 10, 10 out of 10. Uh, and it goes down to maybe 7 or 8. So that's that's a win. And it's a lot easier to calm down from a 7 than it is from a 10 because when I have a 10 you know it's always like I'm never gonna come down I'm never gonna come down and I always have to myself it's gonna be okay it's gonna be okay I have to tell myself that uh when I tap uh it goes down to 7 and I'm like oh yeah I'm gonna calm down <laughs> that's so cool I uh, when I learned that and use that it's it's also a training effect of course sometimes if you if you want to try it and it doesn't work right away that's fine it's normal uh sometimes it works right away sometimes it takes training and it takes a while but um 
that was such a cool feeling to actually have control, to not need to take a tranquilizer or, uh, you know, that's what I, that's what I did. I told you about it, um, that they stopped working and that I had to find ways to calm down myself. Um, but, uh, with this technique goes much faster. My tension goes down to seven and I, it takes me maximum an hour to be calm again without any help, any other help, you know, and that's really cool because the tranquilizers suck. Not <laughs> the ones that really work are addictive, and the ones that are not just don't work as well. And uh, I'm so glad I don't need them every time anymore. Uh, I still need them, um, but I would say uh, half the time I do calm down just with my own willpower. I would say I don't know what it is actually. I would say it's willpower. Because I decide that I don't want this panic, <laughs> but that's actually I I have to say that's that's not the right thought because um, the the course I had there was called uh, acceptance and commitment, and that's the thing. There are different approaches. My therapist has a total different approach. He says uh, ignore it, uh, don't think about it. Uh, and there I learned that I have to accept it and commit to it. So when I have a panic attack, uh, and I did this one time, we were taking a trip and on the way back, uh, we had like, uh, another 15 minutes in the car and then we wanted to go eat and I had a panic attack and I sat there and I said, okay, acceptance. And I said, I accept you panic attack. I accept that you are here. My vision is changing. I feel tense but that's okay and i i can still see and i can I, I i looked around and i said i see this i see this and it's okay I, it's it's not bad i can still function I, I can still be here and sit here and i we were listening to music and i said to my friend okay i got a panic attack can we just not talk right now uh so we listened to music and we sang along and um, then we, she wanted to go to the supermarket to get something. And I sat in the car and I still listened to music. And after maybe, I would say a bit less than half an hour, we were in the restaurant and we were talking. I, I told her, please tell me something nice or funny, nothing dramatic, nothing that upsets me and ask me questions uh, about my best experience or something. And we were talking for a little bit and then I realized, oops, the panic is gone. That has never happened before. That had never happened to me. I always, 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 when I had a panic attack and stayed in the situation, I stayed in panic mode for hours sometimes when I was at work. And that day, I actually snapped out of it. That was magical. <laughs> that was so great. And usually, you know, I always have to run home and then calm down. I never calmed down before uh, while I was out, you know. But that actually worked and uh, it happened again. And I did calm down as well. And it happened at home too when I just, I was just lying in bed and 
minding my business, trying to find sleep. And panic came and I said, okay, here we go. Um, I still am me. Nothing's going to happen. And I can, and my vision is changing. I can still see. I can still do stuff if I want to. And magically it went away. So this really, really, really was a good, good time I had there. Uh, with all the things I learned about panic and anxiety disorders and meeting. Actually, uh, for the first time in my life, I met someone who experiences the panic just the way I do. Um, also feeling that the head is going to explode and changed vision, you know, very short-sighted and you see so much detail and that's, that freaks you out, totally freaks you out. Um, and this tension, 10 out of 10, and uh, this thought going in, around in your head, whatever upset you or worried you or made you sad or scared you, um, and she said, I experienced it the same way and we're still friends. And that was so cool because I always felt like a freak, you know, <laughs> not not having met anyone who experiences it exactly the same way. Most people have physical stuff, you know, heart rate re rises and sweating, uh, nausea, uh, dizziness, uh, all kinds of stuff like that. But I always felt different because... I had never met anyone who who felt it the same way, and she does. And uh, you know that was like, oh, thank God, <laughs> I'm not alone. That was such a nice feeling. And um, yeah, all in all, it was a really good time, very successful. But uh, there was also some drama. <laughs> um, not I wasn't involved directly. Uh, we were, uh, I was, you know, picking up the pieces for someone else, kind of. Uh, we were a tight group of people in the beginning, like I said, 60 people. And there weren't weren't a lot of people my age. Most of them were older. Um, but we were a group of three people. We, me, a girl uh, my age, and a guy my age. And uh, needless to say, <laughs> they hooked up. And... <clears throat> After they had sex, which was like they did it very, very quickly after just a few days. And uh, yeah, after they had sex, he stopped talking to her. He totally ignored her. And um, they we still saw him and uh, he he was just like, mm, I don't know you. And she wrote him letters. She wrote him texts and she tried to get an explanation from him. He never reacted. She went to his door and he said, ah, I don't have time now, shut the door. And he was like really cold to her. And I felt so sorry for her. I I, I took her under my wing and uh, kind of tried to console her, tried to, uh, to boost her self-esteem by telling her nice stuff and telling her she doesn't deserve this and she deserves better and all that stuff. And I did that for two weeks and um, until I got to a point where I said, okay, I'm here for myself as well, not just to be your, um, your I don't know, not to pick up after, after your, um, not to pick up your mess and 
I said, I need a break. But until that point, um, I was there for her and she totally used that. She, I, I realized that uh, afterwards that she, she was kind of expecting me to be there for her. And when I had something, you know, I was, I was going through, um, something there myself per privately with a, with a guy, uh, at home. Um, and, uh, she kind of listened to me like five minutes and then it was back to her stuff. <laughs> and uh, I said, okay, well, we can still be friends, but I don't want to hear about this topic anymore. You got to stop talking about it. It was 24-7. She's the type of person who always has to talk about her problems, who can't handle it herself. She's like a child, like a spoiled child. And I just couldn't hear it anymore. So I said, enough is enough. And uh, she kind of stopped talking about it or she talked about it less at least. And um, yeah, well, that was that. So then uh, we had new people coming. And of course, there were a lot of women. And the guy who, by the way, had a girlfriend at home who came to visit him as well, who drove 500 miles to see him and um after she left uh and a new girl that he was interested of obviously came arrived uh he started something with her and my friend had to see that and they were doing it really openly which is stupid because it's not allowed you know <clears throat> you had to sign something in the beginning that you weren't going to have sexual relations with anyone there. So uh, they were doing it openly, kissing, holding hands, sitting on top of each other. And my friend had to see that. And uh, she talked about him so badly. She was so upset and so mad at him, you know. And after a few days, obviously they'd had sex and he started to ignore her as well. So <laughs> we were kind of like, okay, that's that's just uh, kind of what he does, apparently. And uh, my friend was like, okay, I can live with that. Uh, it's not me. I can see that now. And uh, it's all good. So and then um, the two girls talked and talked about him. And apparently he wasn't even very good in bed. So <laughs> I don't understand why my friend was even so obsessed with him um <clears throat> but yeah they talked and they both decided to kick him out of their lives and um then my friend went home and she got home and got a text from him uh she had blocked him but you know on on whatsapp but uh, she got a text from him and he apologized and then they started talking every night on the phone for hours. And I didn't even hear that from her. I heard it from him because he texted me. And um, I said, okay, I don't get this, but it's her, it's her drama. If she needs that, it's all right. So she came back to visit. Uh, she was not, she didn't live far away. She was just an hour away. So she came to visit. And we spent the day together and um, she said, oh, he really has to work hard for me now. I'm not going to give him a chance just like that. He's got to put in the work and he's got to make me feel special and appreciated. And uh, oh, I have to mention uh, at that time he said he had broken up with his girlfriend at home. So 
um, she said, yeah, I'm going to give him another chance. And I was like, hmm, okay. Okay. <laughs> I didn't judge her. I just said, uh, if you really, do, if you, I don't know if you're going to have the relationship you need and want with him. I don't know if he's capable of that. But if you want to give him a chance, all right. And um, then they spend the night together and the next day together. And then his girlfriend came to visit again. <laughs> and they spend the day together, all three of them. <laughs> so sick. <laughs> I don't even know if the girlfriend knew who that other person was that was hanging out with them. But uh, at the end of the day, she must have found out because uh, some friends of mine there saw her crying and my friend or ex-friend, <laughs> she's not my friend anymore, by the way, uh, she was um, comforting her. And uh, I just wrote to my friend, why are you doing this? Go home. And she just said, yeah, I know but I want to talk to him again and blah, blah, blah. And I said, okay, I'm not having a good day. I need some, some quiet time right now. Uh, have a, ha uh, all the best I said. Uh, and she said, oh, okay. And, um, apparently after she talked to him, people again saw her leave the facility crying and she, she wrote me, I need a hug so bad. And I said, uh, Go home, get it from your family or your friends at home. I'm not available today. And she kept writing me, oh, uh, 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 I think I have AIDS now. Uh, they didn't use protection apparently, which is so dumb. Uh, and I think I'm pregnant and blah, blah, blah. And I, I blocked her because she was going nonstop. And I said, I have my own stuff today. Don't tell me this. And she didn't respect that. So I said, okay, that's it for me. And uh, after I realized that and talked about it, with people uh they all said to me yeah finally you're realizing that that's not a friendship they were worried about me you know and uh yeah that's that's uh something i had to deal with there it's good that this happened but i was falling back into old patterns where i would let people use me emotionally and drain me and suck me dry suck out all my energy and then just leave me when they don't need me anymore or when I'm useless to them because I have issues myself. And at home, I have my friends. I know who's good for me and I know what, what uh, I can I can handle, you know. But uh, there, that was really a training camp uh, for me because uh, I had to learn again uh, to trust my gut feeling. And my gut feeling in the, in the beginning about her wasn't so good, but I ignored that and... Then we exchanged phone numbers real quickly, and then she had me, you know. I couldn't escape anymore. Uh, it sounds really bad, and I don't actually view people like that, you know. But looking back, it really was like that. She was really using me, and I hate that, you know. I hate that that happened, but also I'm glad because uh, I I learned something, and I learned that I really don't need this, and I'm not going to let this happen again. And I met so many really nice people, really good people, uh, that I'm keeping in touch with and I'm focusing on that and not on not on assholes or bitches or dumb cows <laughs> and she was all that so yeah <clears throat> that's kind of what I've been up to and 
I'm now, they released me uh, able to work. I'm able to work and I'm going to try to look for a job. It's going to be very difficult uh, during times of Corona, obviously. Uh, but I want to do something in home office that's up and coming at the moment. So uh, maybe I can find something and I would love that. So if that works out, I might not have time to do many podcasts. But if it doesn't work out, uh, and you like the podcast, <laughs> and you like listening to my blabbering, then uh, you're lucky because uh, I will do lots of more episodes in the near future uh, if I don't have a job. So um, if you like it, you have something to look forward to. And me too. It's fun for me as well. So yeah, I'm going to leave you wishing you um, a good day and try to enjoy life. Bye.